Aloha, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to a nation of immigrants. You can go to live in France, but you cannot become a Frenchman. You can go to live in Germany or Turkey or Japan, but you cannot become a German or Turk or Japanese. But anyone from any corner of the earth can come to live in America and become an American. A Nation of Immigrants is a bi-weekly talk show program featuring the life of immigrants and the descendants of immigrants, diversity, and inclusion. Today, we are absolutely thrilled to have Mr. Peter Song to be our distinguished guest. Welcome, Peter. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, John. And uh, as a flight instructor, I have to wave with my uh, model airplane. Uh, it's, a very, uh, it's a great honor to be on your show. And uh, I've watched many episodes of your show. It's uh, excellent to celebrate a nation of immigrants. Thank you very much, Peter. We, we are so thrilled to have you here today because you are the first pilot and, uh, commercial, uh, and uh, flight instructor we interviewed. Uh, I have been in the United States for 23 years, and there are only two immigrant pilots I know. That's you and a friend who is a Japanese-American. And so you are absolutely the first Chinese-American pilot and a flight instructor we interviewed. So we're particularly uh, thrilled to have you. So let me look at your, uh, your bio. It's, your bio is, a, I would say, started with a pretty typical first-generation Chinese-American, you know, story, a typical American story, then end up in a pretty surprising way. So let me, if you don't mind, let me, let's look at your bio together. So you graduated from the University of Science and Technology in China in 1991. The University of Science and Technology uh, has always uh, been called China's MIT, the most prestigious STEM university in China. And you came to the United States for graduate studies and become a very successful actuary. So you must be very good at math, mathematics. But you, Peter, had a dream of flying airplanes ever since you were a child. So after you took your first introductory flight in Chicago Executive Airport in 1994, you knew you want to become a pilot, and the journey only took you 27 years. And finally, you received your private pilot license in 2021. Then you decided to retire as a principal at a prominent actuary consulting firm. So you are uh, really uh, saying goodbye to mathematics and then uh, going into your flying dream. Now you are a full-time flight instructor based at the very airport, the Chicago Executive Airport. You took your first introductory flight. You host commercial in, uh, instrument, complex, high-performance, and certified flight instructing ratings. As an immigrant, you are a firm believer that America is where dreams can become true. That the, fi uh, the final statement and we all agree with you, America is a place where all the dreams can come true, but your dream is a really a big dream, the flying. So please tell us a little bit about yourself 
And uh, from your bio, we know a little bit, but we want to obviously want to know more. And your family you, as a first generation uh, Chinese American. And uh, how was your ad immigration adventure look like? And a little bit about your family, please. Uh, yes, sure. Uh, thank you, Chang. Uh, but before I go into uh, the details about myself, uh, let me uh, make a little bit of a correction there. When I left uh, the actuarial consulting field and uh, uh, became a flight instructor uh, when flying, I did not ditch math. Math is everywhere. Uh, yeah. And uh, it is uh, aerodynamics is all about mathematics. Yes, uh, sorry about that. I, it, no. was a, <laughs> it was a bad joke. Yeah, obviously, the STEM, they're all related. Yes, that's, that's right. So yes, I just like you said, I had a fairly typical first-generation um, Chinese immigrant uh, uh, life path, so to speak. I came here uh, in 1991 to pursue my graduate study in mathematics. And uh, after graduation, I was lucky enough to find a job as an actuary uh, here in Chicago. Uh, back then, that was in uh, <clears throat> 1994, and uh, the uh, the airport um, the airport is actually very close to where I worked. It's just uh, basically less than two miles. And then I see, you know, I would see the uh, little planes buzzing around. So I actually then said, "Oh, I want to fly one of these days." Mm -hmm. um, and as I came here, as I was doing my graduate study, I met my wife in school, and uh, she's also a Chinese-American uh, immigrant. And uh, so back in 1994, I took her to a, a, to a discovery flight, and uh, I was so nervous, and I was, I was grabbing onto to the yoke. I was like, I, I had this grip, a death grip. But uh, after we landed, I really thought I wanted to be a pilot. And I didn't really have a lot more thought about, you know, becoming a commercial pilot, becoming a flight instructor and all that, but I just wanted to fly. And I think uh, that's a dream that's uh, fairly common for all humans. Uh, if you look at the human, um, the human aspirations, early on humans look, look up in the sky, they see the stars, they say, I want to go to the stars, I want to go to the heavens. And then they see the birds and they say, I want to fly like a bird. That's the earliest, uh, earliest uh, human dreams. Um, then I started a family. I had, uh, <clears throat> I had, uh, uh, I had my two, uh, two daughters, and uh, work got in the way. I, I had, I, I took some flight lessons along the way, but, uh, uh, but you know, uh, life gets in the way. You just, just can't really fully pursue your dream. Later on, later on, when my kids were all in college, that's when I really thought it's time to pursue my dream of flying, and it's not too late. I can still do it. So I, I took uh, the time and uh, and I got my private license. And in fact, my my journey to get my first the private license is uh, is a fairly long and fairly long and um, I would say convoluted process. It took me about three times as much uh, flight hours to get my uh, uh, pilot's license than the national average. Um, but I'm glad I, I did it. And then in between there, there was COVID and, uh, and all that. Mm -hmm. Then after I got my, my private license, 
I just felt like I can't really stop. I just love it so much. I have to, I have to go, go further. So then I got, then I got my instrument uh, rating, and then I said, okay. Then I got my commercial rating. I got my, uh, I got my high performance. I got my uh, 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 CFI, uh, uh, CFI, uh, CFI rating. I got my complex rating, and then uh, just in past November, I got my. Uh, instrument uh, instructor's uh, rating. So each step is uh, so a lot of fun. And I think uh, once I, I find the passion, I just can't stop. I find myself in the shower kind of thinking about, oh, I can do this maneuver. I can do it this way. I can do it that way. And uh, that makes so much more sense. And uh, this, uh, this uh, aerodynamics, oh, it works this way. The engine, oh, it works that way. So it's something that I cannot really stop thinking about. So it's, it's really great. The Thank other thing so that much. I want to, yeah. yeah, the other thing that I want to, I, I want to touch on is uh, America is such a great country. And not only you can, you can pursue your, your dreams, in aviation, there, are, there is no other country in the world that is as free, as accessible, to the public in terms of general aviation as in America. So like I wear, I wear eyeglasses. Uh, I, in fact, I wear bifocal now. And uh, I would have been, there's no way I would have uh, been able to, uh, to get my flight training uh, in China or in, uh, in any other places uh, because uh, you're too old for it. Your, your eyes are, are, not, are not good and uh, you get scars on, at, at the back of your neck. You cannot be a pilot. But America, yeah, go ahead and do it. And uh, also, also as I was uh, going through the process, I met quite a few pilots who had uh, physical challenges. So, for example, I met a pilot whose uh, who's, who's left hand only had two fingers, and he mm -hmm. had some uh, congenital, um, congenital conditions. But that did not prevent him from becoming a successful uh, flight instructor. America is just this free, and uh, that, and also in America, there is no such thing as okay, you must apply to fly. Ninety, I would say, ninety-five percent of the airspace within this country is uh, free airspace, so to speak. You don't have to talk to air traffic control. You don't have to get any permission to anyone from anyone. You say. Okay, today's a great day. Let's take off and fly. You can just take off and fly. And you can fly, you're flying along, you're flying along. You see, oh, there's an airport. Oh, it looks very nice. You can just go there and land. Don't need anyone's permission. This is just unthinkable in, uh, in many other countries uh, where, you know, if you want to do a, 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 let's say, as I understand, in China, if you want to do a, a flight, you must apply for. Uh, for permission uh, days uh, day, uh, days ahead of time you have this you can only do this this and that and then that's it where america is sort of like you should take off and you go and you enjoy it and then you say oh there there's why where i want to land you come in and land that's i think america still has this uh, uh right brothers uh, spirit Oh yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely amazing to to hear you say that. You know, there's a there's a the near absolutely freedom in the United States. 
uh, even in terms of flying. But uh, uh, I assume that your 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 airplane, your aircraft does need to register with FAA, does it? Do Correct. You need that sort of, and uh, and you are you must be licensed to fly this aircraft. Yes. So as long as these two conditions are met, and the government will step aside, say, do your thing. We are not going to. Yeah, we are not going to interfere with your freedom, as long as you 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 meet the the fundamental safety standard, and uh, we trust you. Yes. This this trust, this non-interference, and this freedom, it just I agree with you. Unthinkable. That's the good word. Unthinkable in many many other countries. And also, what you just said remind remind me that when I got my attorney license from Minnesota Supreme Court, you know the lawyers we got our uh, first law license from the state Supreme Court. Yes. Then you can uh, get your second law license from the federal court, the third license from appellate court, and so on. But our first when I got and my classmate got our first attorney license from the Minnesota Supreme Court. I was only on optional practical training, which is uh, not even not an official work visa in the United States. As I graduated from law school, I was on international student visa, and then the U.S. government granted me one-year optional practical training so I could legally stay in this country. So I was basically an intern or trainee you know, type of a position, but I could receive my attorney license. Again, this is absolutely unthinkable uh, in many other countries. Uh, many countries require citizenship to become attorney, and or if not citizenship, at least a permanent residency to become attorney. But our government, the federal government and state government look at you and said, why do we need a citizenship for to give you a license? As long as you are competent, you're ethical, and you can do your job, you definitely should have this license. The same situation as the FAA look at you, Peter, and your colleagues that we don't care about whether or not you, you wear glasses. As long as you pass all the exams, as long as you follow all the safety protocol, you can fly. So I, I cannot emphasize more what that means, particularly for immigrant. Now, I, I have to ask you this question from our CEO from the ThinkTech Hawaii. This program is brought to you by Think Tank Hawaii, a nonprofit organization based in Honolulu, Hawaii, and Kingsfield Law Office. And Jay is our CEO. He's very, very uh, good at asking questions. And he sent me an email a couple of days ago, said, ask your guest this question. So what you, Peter, can teach us about the pros and the cons of our system the American system, and the, a nation of immigrants. And you have something to say before the show, you told me, please. Yes. 
Uh, thank you. And uh, I, I will not say, okay, so I'm a flight instructor. I'm a legally, I'm legally uh, uh, certified to, uh, to teach flying, but I will okay. not, I'm not certified to teach about uh, 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 the system. I think as an attorney, you are, you are probably in a better uh, position to, to talk about the, the system. I just uh, share my, uh, my feeling and my, my, my thoughts. And uh, yeah. I think um, from my work and my, my life experience, I, I have been fortunate enough to have lived, in, lived and traveled to many different countries. I lived in uh, uh, China, I lived in, um, uh, lived in the United States, I lived in the UK, I lived in, uh, I lived in, uh, in Japan for some time. And they, in fact, my second child was born in Japan. Oh. Uh, so I think our system definitely is not the perfect system, but I think it is the system that you can get, uh, the best system you can get on this earth. And uh, just like you said, uh, you know, the FAA is uh, basically uh, kind of like non-interfering with uh, the fundamental freedoms of uh, people trying to fly and all that. But I'm not going to say that the FAA is all, uh, is all positive and all that. It is a, it's a government bureaucracy, and uh, yeah. it is one of, the, uh, one of the forces that we need to uh, push back on in terms of flying. It is a necessary evil that we need to, uh, we need to deal with. Uh, but I think it is uh, a system that is uh, generally responsive to um, to the constituents and uh, a system that is not really designed to uh, rob people of their freedom is a system that uh, that is um, answering directly to the people um, so i think uh, yeah um, there are a lot of things that are, that i don't like at the faa but if you look at other like uh, other alternatives, uh, the civil aviation authorities in uh, in uh, in China, in Europe, even in Canada, I think uh, our system still is the best. Great answer. Thank you so much, Peter. The, the, this is so true. Uh, the the our government is by the people and for the pe people and serve the people. There are many problems. There are many bureaucracy, but the end of the day is not designed to control people. It's designed to serve the people. Even in practice, in theory, it is designed to serve the people. And in practice, there are many problems. And yes. like any other system, corruption, you know, bureaucracy, all that. But at a fundamental level, it is designed this way. And when it works, it works really well. We just hope it always works. Now, I, uh, we, I don't want to take uh, uh, too much of your time, but I do want to ask you uh, first question. The next question is, uh, what would you say will be the biggest challenge to be a pilot and a flight instructor? Or what would be the biggest challenge to fly? Mathematics obviously is one of them. I <laughs> definitely agree with you. You have to be very good at science, technology, mathematics, engineering, all of that. But what would, or mentally, or physically, or mathematically, challenges? I think uh, 
I, I would not describe it so much as a challenge than, uh, let's say, your will to fly. Mm. If you say, I really want to fly, I really love flying, then there is always a way, particularly in this country. And uh, so put it this way, nobody knows everything about flying. Uh, when I got my uh, flight instructor's uh, certificate, I got the uh, congrat congratulation note from my pilot examiner. And he said, congratulations, now you are a certified flight instructor. Now your learning really starts. Mm -hmm. So I, I have learned so much since I became a, a flight instructor. And uh, there, are, there are senior flight instructors who have been teaching for 10, 20, 30 years, and they're still learning. So it's not so much about, uh, oh, there's so much knowledge that I don't know, because there will always be knowledge that you don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's more about the desire, the will to fly. If you really say, okay, I really want to fly, then there is a way. So in terms of mathematics, I think it's more about, uh, uh, think about, it's not just the mathematics. You have to be able to uh, have correct hand-eye coordination. When you are, mm -hmm. in fact, when you're flying, all your all your four limbs are moving separately while your eyes are looking at the different things at the same time and your ears are listening to a uh, to air traffic control to uh, air data so it is a, a lot of um, um, a lot of um, um, I would say a distribution of uh, of attention and all that so so mathematics is not just uh, the, the single challenge there's a lot of challenges but the thing is, if you have the, if you really have the will, or say I want to do it, I think people will be able to do it. So just like the example that I that I have given, I, the the gentleman that I met, he had uh, he had a two fingers left on, on his uh, on his left hand, and uh, he's doing very well. He's uh, not only a uh, not only a uh, commercial pilot, he's there to teach other people how to fly, because he has Great. the will. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, assuming that you're flying an aircraft in the United States, uh, will you be able to fly outside the United States into Canada, to Mexico, or even cross the uh, Pacific? Can, can you do that? Will you, or your, your license only uh, uh, limit you to fly in the United States? Will you be able to fly to China? If there is yes, if you so, want, yeah. If I if I if I jump through the hoops and I get the permission from China uh, to uh, to let me uh, transit their airspace, mm -hmm. or even better, to allow me to uh, to land in, in in one of their airfields. So the uh, there is a there is an organization called ICAO, so international. There is an international organization for all the uh, uh, civilian uh, civilian um, Aircraft. So basically, in theory, I can fly an aircraft that's gen uh, that's uh, registered in the United States with my license mm -hmm. to any country in the in the world. Mm -hmm. So in fact, I flew into Canada, and uh, the best uh, one of the, my best experiences was to uh, uh, take my family out to uh, uh, to Niagara Falls, and then we fly over Niagara Falls and see Niagara Falls from uh, from the air, and uh, going to Canadian airspace. That was uh, that was a lot of fun.
That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, when was your last time in China? Before the pandemic? Uh, yeah, uh, before the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. I was there for my uh, for my father's uh, 80th birthday. Wow. I wish I could be there a lot more often, but uh, uh, the situation is just, uh, you know, uh, beyond, <laughs> beyond my control. I understand. I, I, I just spent three weeks in Beijing. I just yes. got back, you know, the 12 hours ago. Uh, a little bit better, I would say. You know, not like the the visit during the pandemic in 2021, but uh, it's a parallel universe. You know, you and I are both from that country. And uh, when you return to that country, you feel uh, things are uh, strangely familiar and unfamiliar at the same time. That's yes. all I can say. We yes. are running a little bit out of time, but I do want to ask you this question, that if your time travel permits, you can fly back to your early 20s, 30 years ago. And what would you say to yourself in your 20s? What, what, what advice you would give you yourself? Yes. Uh, of course, hindsight is always 2020, right? And yes, uh, I would say uh, I've been very lucky to have the life that uh, that I had, and uh, very grateful for the fact that I I received the best education in China, and uh, very grateful uh, for the fact that I came to uh, uh, the most welcoming, the most accepting country uh, in the world, uh, the United States, and became an immigrant and became a citizen of the country. So if I had uh, a word for my 20s self, I probably would say, enjoy life a little bit more and take a little bit more risk. And uh, it's, uh, it's okay to fail. It's okay to start anew. And uh, just enjoy the, uh, the, uh, the life voyage. And I did not fully appreciate the, the vast uh, opportunities that America offers until quite a bit later. Mm -hmm. And in China, there is a saying that says, once you pass, once you pass this opportunity, you'll never come again. Mm. My experience here in America has been, well, there is always an opportunity and uh, it's never too late. The thing is that uh, just grab it. Yes. Even the things that we cherish and treasure may be lost, but the lost will reappear in another form. And finally, what movie, fly, a movie about flying you would recommend to our audience? Top Gun or Top Gun 2? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, uh, I, I'm not a Top, uh, top Gun uh, fan. And, uh, I understand. Just yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, strangely, I, I am more into uh, storytelling. Lately, I've been into uh, 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 I've been into uh, Russian movies, and uh, some mm. of the Russian movies are, are very interesting. Which uh, ones? Uh, I recommend the, the movie uh, On the Road to Berlin. It's very, very good. Berlin. Yeah, oh, On the God. Road to Berlin is very good uh, storytelling. All right, we will check it out. Thank you so <laughs> much, Peter. It's, it's great fun. Again, we are absolutely, you know, honored and uh, thrilled to have you, our first guest 
uh, a pilot with a pilot and a certified flight instructor. What a great honor, Peter, and what an amazing American story. And uh, congratulations on your uh, licenses. And we look forward to flying with you. Thank you, Peter. Thank you very much, Sean. And, uh, and I look forward to flying with you uh, when you come to Chicago. Uh, give me a call and uh, I'll take you up for a uh, Chicago aerial tour. Wow. Very much look forward to it. Thank you very much. Thank you. So Thank you so much for watching Think Tech Hawaii. If you like what we do, please like us and click the subscribe button on YouTube and the follow button on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and donate to us at thinktechhawaii.com. Mahalo.